Here's a hypothetical. Let's say you have $500,000 in your savings account, which is your entire life savings. And then somebody offers you a bet. You flip a coin for all of your money. If you lose, you lose it all. But if you win, they're going to pay you double. So you would walk away with a profit of $1 million. Would you take that bet? Welcome to the 360 Blue Financial Strategies Show. Join us as we discuss actionable steps you can take today to gain financial freedom. Jonathan Pop, Iris Sagrado, and Glenn Steers are registered representatives offering securities and advisory services through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC, 360 Blue Financial Strategies, and United Planners are not affiliated. The views expressed are those of the speaker as of the date noted, are subject to change based on market and other various conditions, are not a solicitation to purchase or sell any security, and may not reflect the views of United Planners Financial Services. Keep in mind that current and historical facts may not be indicative of future results. Now on to the show. So I'll give you my answer. There is no way I would ever take this bet. You might not either. Now, the bet is objectively a great deal. Just looking at mathematical odds, this is a no-brainer great deal. Under normal coin-flipping conditions, the pay is even. You either lose X amount of money or win X amount of money. Statistically, if you made that bet 100 times over, you'd probably break even. But now we're changing it up a bit, where you make it double if you win. So under these conditions, if you made that bet a hundred times, you'd probably be very, very rich when it's over. Here's the issue. I know this is a good deal. I know, statistically, these odds are phenomenal, and I should be doing this all day long. The problem with the hypothetical is that in order to make the bet, I would have to risk my entire life savings. So if that were me, I would not be willing to risk it all. Even though the odds are great, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I came home and told my wife, hey, um, you know our entire life savings? I lost it on a coin flip. And if I tried to justify myself by saying, hey, but the odds were great, I don't think she would care. And I'd be in huge trouble. This is a prime example of loss aversion bias. Everyone has this to some degree, and you can test it out on yourself. Let's run this same coin flip example, but instead of your life savings that you're betting, now it's a dollar. If you guess wrong, you lose a dollar, but if you guess right, you win two dollars. Well, in that case, I would take that bet over and over and over again. It's the same exact bet, same exact odds, but here I don't have loss aversion. I don't care if I lose a dollar. I don't care if I lose that bet many times in a row. I know in the long run it's a great deal and I should do it as much as I can. So why don't I carry over the same logic when it comes to my life savings? Because the pain of loss is much greater than the pleasure of gain. That is loss aversion bias. Another way to illustrate this is by looking at the popular acronym FOMO, which means fear of missing out. People are motivated by fear of loss. Retailers know this fact very well. I recently bought something online, and part of what motivated me to buy was that the price, which is normally $40, was crossed off, and next to it in big red letters it said $15. Sale ends in two hours. 
So the $40 item was now $15, and the price expired in a little bit. So I thought, hey, I'd better buy this now, or I'm going to miss out on the sale. This is a common sales ploy that people fall for all the time. Heck, I even knew that it was a sales ploy when I fell for it. I actually thought, I wonder if this price is always $15, but they just increased it to $40, and then called it a sale to make me feel like I got a good deal. I knew what they were up to, but nevertheless, I went ahead and bought it because I was still afraid that I would miss out on a good price. And this is a way that loss aversion bias can hurt you financially. You can spend a lot of money on junk you don't need because it's on sale and you don't want to miss out on what you perceive is a good price. So here's my tip you can use when you're shopping. Instead of letting the retailer manipulate your thinking and having them tell you what something is worth, you should decide yourself beforehand what you would be willing to pay. This exercise is actually kind of fun. Sometimes my friends will tell me about some new product or service that they just bought and how great it is. And before I find out how much it costs at the store or online, I'll ask myself, What would I be willing to pay for this? I did this recently. I was on YouTube watching a clip of the show Fool Us with Penn and Teller. It's a show where magicians do their act in front of a live audience as well as Penn and Teller who are professional magicians. And I saw this magician who had these red sponge balls and he was doing some pretty impressive sleight of hand. And so I thought, hey, that's pretty neat. My kids would love this. So I went to Amazon and looked up magic sponge balls, and before the screen loaded, I told myself I'd be willing to pay 10 bucks for these. I had that thought in my head before I knew what the seller was charging. Turns out they were selling them for 6 bucks. Done. I felt like I got a great deal. That's with a few dollars. 10 bucks, 6 bucks, you might say, eh, who cares? But imagine now doing this exercise with some big-ticket items. You want to remodel your bathroom? Put a price tag on it yourself before you get some quotes. You want to go get a car or buy a house? Ask yourself, how much money is this worth to me? And then go find the price. Often you're going to find there's a disparity. Sometimes it works in your favor, just like it did with me with the magic sponge balls. If it does, then you know you weren't manipulated by some retail sales tactic. But other times, you're going to find yourself saying, you want how much money for that? Let's say you're remodeling your bathroom, and before you get some quotes, you put a mental price tag on it of $5,000. You'll be prepared if a contractor comes and says, you know, I normally charge $10,000 for a job like this, but seeing as you're such a nice person... I'll give you a break and go as low as $8,000. If you're going off of his $10,000 benchmark, then $8,000 seems pretty good. But since you already placed a personal price tag of $5,000, then you know maybe you should keep looking. This exercise will often put things in perspective. You might very well find out that there's just no way people will sell for the price you are willing to buy. In that case, you either move on or you reevaluate how much you want the item. With the remodeling example, you might find yourself saying, 
hey, this is worth $5,000 to me, but the going rate is $8,000, and I just don't want to pay that, so I'm going to hold off. That's a good thing. Now you're being intentional with your money. If you arrange your thinking this way, you can save a lot of money in the long run. And you won't fall victim to buying things just because they're on sale. We all have loss aversion bias to some degree. Be aware of it so you don't fall victim to price manipulation. And on that note, I am done. Thanks for listening and have yourself a glorious day. For more information, go to 360blue.com. That's T-H-R-E-E-S-I-X-T-Y, blue.com. Keep in mind that this show is designed to be educational only. The representatives on this podcast do not provide legal or tax advice. For individual guidance, please speak with someone who knows you and your situation.